Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ministry Matters podcast. My name is Rowan, and along with my wife, Jill, we serve as the lead pastors of a three-small-location multi-site church, C3 Camden, Picton, and Thoreau in southwestern Sydney and the Illawarra. On this podcast, Jill and I discuss all matters ministry and share some of the things we've learned and are still learning along the way in our 30-plus years of pastoral ministry experience. It's our particular hope that this podcast will be of help to small church pastors and their teams and encourage you to continue to minister effectively to the wonderful people that God has entrusted into your care. that we express on this podcast are our own and not necessarily those of the church or denomination that we're a part of. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback, any comments or suggestions on any topics you'd like us to discuss in future episodes. To find out more about us or our church, check out the show notes for links to all the relevant socials and websites. So without any further ado, let's get into today's conversation. Hello and welcome back to Ministry Matters podcast. It's great to have you with us today. Hello, everybody. We are jumping into the discussion today on the culture of family in church life. Yeah, very important to have a family feel in church, isn't it? If we're gonna if we're gonna lead a church, especially a small, I think it probably applies to every church, big or small. But um, it's one of the strengths of a smaller church, I think, is the ability to have a family feel. Yeah, that's right. And so we're thinking about and have been discussing the biblical basis for the local church, I guess. Mm. And what what is it? What is the local church comprised of? What is it? What is it meant to be about? Is it, you know, what is it? What, what's it? When we look at the expression of the local church, what is it? Is it, you know, is it all about, um, you know, is it all about ministry? Is it all about um, hanging out together? Is it all about, you know, prayer and things like, you know, that or mean like spiritual how about, things? How about all of the above? What is it? Yeah, it's right. What and- is it? I think the, the Bible, um, the New Testament itself, uses a variety of different metaphors mm-hmm. and no, no one of them on their own shows you the full extent of what the, the church is. I mean, Paul talks about it as a body. He talks about it as a, you know, it's like we're all together in a, in a ship. Like, you know, it, it's, there's fellowship, there's family, there's, there's an army analogy. Mm-hmm. There's all these different metaphors that all contribute towards helping us get a picture of, what the body of Christ, what Paul, I'm using one of those metaphors right there, but what the church is really all about, even the what word the New church, Testament what the church. New Testament church, what Paul's, yeah. what the New, the apostles' vision, what Jesus' vision was for mm. this church. I mean, the word church, ecclesia, means called out. It was it was an assembly. It was a people who came together. It was a Greek word where they came together and they assembled for the purpose of making decisions and and how to do civic life. So the church, the early the early apostles, um, sort of adopted that word to describe what this new group of people was about. And and I think, you know, if we're going to lead church, it's important that we have some kind of understanding of all aspects 
of that. And I guess that's what we're going to talk about in these next few podcasts mm-hmm. is how if, if we don't have a balanced view of all the valid aspects of what church life is about then we'll, and we get out of kilter, it actually can become unhealthy quite quickly, can't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, so when we, we you know, just, just on that with thinking about what the scriptures say in the New Testament, you know, it says we, um, it says the church meet, met in the temple in the early church and then they also met from house to house. What else do we know? I'm just thinking we hadn't, we didn't have this in our notes, but uh, I'm just thinking of the, the the things it says that they that the the people did like they met around the apostles teaching oh, Acts two forty two Acts two forty two yeah the apostles, apostles teaching, teaching fellowship breaking of bread and prayer yeah that's right so they were the things they devoted themselves that's, to that's what it talks about when we talk yeah. to when we talk about that idea of what what they devoted themselves to so I guess what they prioritized in their life so meeting together really important. Yes. Can't be a church on your own. No, we can't be on our own. And and I guess what meeting together comprises of, like you said, if, is, it, is it just a community club where we just hang out? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's important. Community and family is important. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode in a few minutes. But that alone is not enough. It needs to be more than that. It needs to have a uh, – it has to have a purpose to it. Uh, I, I think most clubs will have some kind of purpose to them, uh, you know, but – but it, we need to make sure that we have we're more than a club. We have a we have a heavenly purpose. Yeah. So each church will have its own vision and its own set of principles and ways of operating, and that will look that will be really varied. And that's yeah. which it should be because we're mm. all across the globe. We're a very varied uh, people. Yes. And we want well, diversity. even in one, one town, you got different right. kinds of churches: smaller churches, larger churches, churches with a focus on different aspects of the mission field, mm-hmm. and that's all well and good. That's, that's beautiful. That's the diverse uh, manifold wisdom of God. The word manifold, you know, everything from different perspectives all coming together into one. And I think that's that's an important part of healthy church. Don't compare yourself with the church down the road. Yes, we'll have our own flavour. We'll have our own direction, our own, yeah, our own mm. feel. Mm, totally. So in Philippians uh, 2.25, tell us what's happening in, in that scripture. Well, this we should give credit to Pastor Lars Halverson. We were sitting with him uh, just over the last couple of days and he, he shared this with us and we've been just been talking about it and actually kind of solidified some of the things we wanted to put in this podcast and some conversations we had even as I recall this on Monday, we had some conversations with several people in, in two of our locations where I was at yesterday around this thought. Uh, so in, Paul just has this simple statement about Epaphroditus. He says Epaphroditus was from Philippi and he obviously visited Paul in, in, in prison and brought him brought him the gifts that the Philippians had given and he said, I want to send him back to you. And he just commends him around three areas. Just a little scripture a little that you scripture. might read over and not even Skip notice. It. And yet it's so good because he says, I'm commending back to you Epaphroditus and he describes him in three ways. He says, mm-hmm. he's my brother, he's my co-worker, and he's my fellow soldier. Mm. And and Pastor Lars just brought this moment of revelation, simple, simple little thought out of these three. So thank you, Pastor Lars. Just around brother, co-worker, fellow soldier. And and as we've developed that theme in that, and he he said, didn't he? He said there's he was looking for three F's, so he can alliterate it a bit. And he mm. came up with brother is a familial term, so family. Yep. Co-worker means we're all working together in the field. Mm-hmm. And then fellow soldier, we're in a fight. Yeah. And so he said, you know, to be to be a balanced person in God's kingdom and therefore 
as Epaphroditus was all three of those things, it's a pattern that we as the church should be. If we're going to be healthy, we need to be a family. Well, that, that's who he was. That's what he was to Paul. That's what he was to Paul. Yeah. And that's what we see that in the context of the Philippian church that he's writing to as well. So I think as well as that being a pattern for for Epaphroditus, it's, it should be a pattern that we as leaders want to have in our departments, in our churches, in our connect groups and so on, um, is this whole concept of we want to have family. Mm. We want to see that we're working together in a field. We yeah. actually have work to do yeah. and that it's a fight. And so we thought over these next few episodes, we'll just touch on each of those one at a time um, because what we've developed and thought about and and maybe if you take these words and unpack them in your own context, uh, like us, we've we've gone, well, even, even though we're a multi-site church, we have a tendency at each different location to have different ones of those mm. good, but maybe at times at the expense of different ones. And if they're not in balance, then we become unbalanced and we miss out on being and, and, and being all that God's called us to be. And so at different times within different locations, within your church, within your group of people that you're responsible for leading, maybe it's a good starting point to, to ask yourself, how am I going in each three of those? What does it look like? Are we, if, are we a family, mm. which we'll talk about now? You know, are, are we a family? Is there a family feel here? Yeah. Or um, maybe we've got a family feel. That's great. But if we're honest, there's no real sense of feel. We're not really doing anything. We're not going mm. anywhere. Mm. Maybe we're not aware that we're in a fight. Maybe we, we, we feel like we're always being battered and we haven't got a revelation that this is a spiritual fight and that we, yeah. we stand side by side as fellow soldiers. So let's just maybe talk, we can, you know, we can see, I think, what happens when we get out of balance there. So let's talk in the next few minutes in this episode around around this concept of family feel. You you actually shared on this in, in your preaching yesterday at our Thoreau location, didn't you? A uh, yeah, I shared on more around the area of field and coping oh, and co-worker. Oh, you, you did, yes, that's yes. correct. So I talked about Jesus sent us All right, the well, field. we'll save that for. We'll save that. Save that for the next episode then. That's we'll right, save yeah. that. So I think it is important if we only think of ourselves as a family, which which can be great, which is great, but we lose sight of the fact that there's more. Mm. Yeah, any of these on their own, you know, you know, isn't healthy, like you just said. And we, if we lose sight of the fact that we are co-workers, there is a there is a field to work in, and there is a you know we're all we're all called to the field. We're called to do. There is work. Yes. There is something for us to do, and uh, yeah, there is a battle. That, so bring, that we that need to be aware with. of the spirit, the spiritual world, aware of the, the you know what the calling on, on us to to serve and to minister and to you know to be workers, and uh, but family is different, isn't it? Families, families like a deep care for one another. It'd be awful to have you know it would be wouldn't be right to or be all about the uh, you know being fellow soldiers. And thinking about the the fight, and 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 be all about being co-workers and serving, but not have any relationship, not have any family. Well, that's why I think. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's why we need to talk to it in mm. this context because you know, for some of you, you'll go, "Oh, my context, we're a beautiful family, and we just we struggle to actually do anything in the field, but we're a great family feel." And we've we've had that in different locations. We have we'll have that feel mm. too, uh, and then at other times in other contexts. Uh, then you might be doing the field work, you might be fighting the fight, but you don't have the family and, you know, that old television show Band of Brothers. I mean, I think you know, it's been shown that that on a battlefield, if you don't have that sense of family, that sense of mateship, that sense of 
camaraderie, camaraderie relational connection, you're, not, you're probably not got each other's back. And I think in the field environment, if you're out there working in a field and there's no sense of family, mm. no sense of camaraderie, mm. it just becomes hard work. Mm-hmm. It just becomes burdensome yeah. because you, you often feel like you're doing it alone. But if you think of Nehemiah, I mean, they built the wall side by side. There was family right. building together. Yep. And that's what, as much as anything, that's what kept them going is, mm-hmm. hey, I'll call If we need you, you come here and we build family by family. And so in this context, maybe let's assume that we're talking to some people who would look at their their group of people that they're leading, whether it's a church or whatever, and go, okay, well, you know, I don't feel like we have family. I don't feel like there's a familial connection there. Let's talk to that for these next few minutes in this episode. Mm. What, what are some things we can do uh, to help cultivate family? Well, I think if we looked at the early, look at the early church, it said they met together regularly, house to house. Uh, they break bread together. So they, they had time with one another. They had they, they prioritised and they, they uh, carved out space uh, to be with one another. And I think the more we're with one another, uh, engaging in conversation, being in the same space if you're not a big talker, you know, just being in each other's proximity, then you you get to know one another. Mm. And, and there's nothing like knowing another person and being known by another person. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what a family, when, when you look at the natural family, family of origin, we grow up in a house together. We don't grow up, usually grow up in proximity to one another. And that's what makes us, yeah, blood makes us a family. But grow up being in proximity to one another as well uh, is, you know, what, 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 you know, one of those um, strong cords of, of um, you know, strong cords of, of relation, you know, relational strengths and cords that is, is holds us together, even when we don't agree, even when we have different perspectives. We're family. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so, family it gives space for different perspectives. Mm. There's safety to, to to not have to all think the same about everything, but there's a stronger cord of connection there that holds us together. Yeah. And it's it can be challenging in small churches. We've often said this. You know, in a bigger church. Maybe a lot of your key team in a, in, a, in a large church, maybe a lot of the key team where you're really wanting to foster family to get things done at that level, maybe you're all on staff, so you're hanging out together during the week in paid staff environments, all that sort of stuff. Mm. In smaller churches, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, I can think of a few things. You know, I could look at all this and go, oh, that's that. We're, we're the, thing, the cards are stacked against us because we are a smaller church. We're three smaller churches, so we don't get as much time as family. You know, some of our churches have got more time for that than others. Like I think our Picton Church has a good family feel because everyone's largely semi-rural kind of feel. So there's a lot of that going on there. But for us, uh, we find that, you know, it's not always easy. So it's hard to spend time with people. That's the first thing. The second thing is we're across, we're multi-site. So um, we've got three small churches. So that adds up to, that adds up to sort of mid-sized churching and that, that has a different dynamic to it. And also too much of, just our ge- geography, and that won't exist for everybody. But where we are, we have uh, a lot of people travel. We're in on the outskirts of the city, so people are time poor because they're traveling for work and so on. So all those things are stacked against creating a culture of family, just because of what you said—proximity and time. Really, we don't have that, and so I think it requires some level of intentionality to make it feel like family. Well, why don't you why don't you jump in now? We didn't have this in the notes, but I'm going to challenge you. What do you what do you think about that? You've just said all the reasons why it can be challenging, mm. but 
why do you not just discount it then and go, well, it's just all too hard? What What, what is it It's within you that says oh, I know that I need to be part of the family? Because I know for me that, well, one, there's two reasons come to mind as you said. The first thing is I know I need it. Mm-hmm. I know I need to feel family. But secondly, I know that you we cannot run an effective, vibrant church without family. Mm. So I'm going to want to do everything I can to prioritise that. And if that requires, you know, extra having people in our home when we're tired, uh, you know, extra meetings, even if it, hey, 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 get on Zoom if you have to, but just find ways to connect, do some fun things together so that it's not all field related. Yeah. I think there needs to be time when it is, it's family and relationally related. Um, if it's only ever field related, if it's only ever mission work focused, it will become dry. It needs to be set. It needs to be tempered with family. So I think for me, I'll take every opportunity I can. If I'm chatting with people after church, I want to hear their world. I want to ask them about their world. So get into their world. Just talking to them about the next thing you want them to do or the next no. area you want them to serve in or no. yeah, exactly. asking them about themselves. Asking them about themselves. Show getting, interest in them. Getting into their world. And I think that's often what's missing mm. is that sense of how do, how do we actually f- get to know each other? We can't. It's very hard to build family on a Sunday. Mm. It can be done but it's challenging because we've got all kinds of other things going on in our life. But some simple things are actually asking people to get into their world. I've had some conversations with different ones of our small groups lately and, you know, some of the things, some of the feedback is that we're not getting below the surface. Right. You know, as a group we're not forming, they're probably not forming family because they're not getting below the surface. And so I think it takes a leader to actually go in and go, hey, people, whether it's men, women, whatever, hey, people, you know, what's going on here? Let's let's go a little bit deeper and as a leader help facilitate that and create mm. a culture that says it's okay to go a bit deeper with our lives and talk about our challenges and talk about what's God saying to us about our lives and cultivating a bit of a culture of prayer for one another. That's, that's a good point because I think sometimes in groups we yeah, there can be when you think about group dynamics and group facilitation skills, which is actually a good thing for people to learn a little bit of if they yeah. are in a group and they haven't, they're not aware of that, you can sometimes have, you know, you can have the stronger personality or the person that talks the most can tend to dictate what happens in the group and that might not be the leader. And uh, so you ended up having a bit of a culture set in a group because someone's a talker or someone's a strong personality and they might um, they might be very conclusive about what they think is the norm and then it shuts down other people. Shuts down other people. And then, and then the group won't be willing yeah. to, um, you know, don't, won't feel like I've, I'm safe enough or I've got permission to share. Mm. So that's probably something to be careful of. We can have the best, we can have all the, we can be a church with lots of groups, but if there's not a culture built in the groups where people can, you know, where, where, there's, where it's understood that we're allowed to uh, express where we're at here without someone else saying over-spiritualising a response to us or telling us that that's not valid or telling us that we're wrong or whatever, I think that's important to, to establish. So that's a group facilitation. There's, there's another thing to put on our podcast. There's, there's a whole idea of group facilitation skills. Mind you, it's hard to learn those skills in a podcast. We can give you some tips but it does take it does take time. It's different to teaching. It's a whole different skill set. Because people can be in a group for, for years and, and not go below the Never surface. Never go below the surface. And, and I know as well I think oh, – you know, and if you're in a meeting or if you're in a team with someone or you do have proximity, if you are I'm just thinking of this myself, I've had things that I've been a part of where I've felt like oh, I don't really enjoy that because I don't feel like people, I've gotten to know people or people have gotten to know me 
and and I it's all about the topic. It's all about let's just talk about the topic. Let's just talk about whatever the purpose of the meeting is. You know, and I understand there are meetings with we need to have purpose. Yes, for you need to have field meetings. You can't just <laughs> need all to have, have family meetings. meetings. It's not yes. family meetings. But if there's not, if that's all there ever is, and there's no time for just let's just kick back and talk about and let's hang out when there's no field or you know or fight focus, where we can just totally decompress. What can we ha- have some fun? I mean, they must have had fun in the early church. There must have been an element of, you know, what let's just go out, let's just go hang out and do the, you know, do something recreational. Uh, let's enjoy creation together. Let's go for a walk together. Let's, you know, go for a meal together, and let's just totally, um, let, you know, lessen that intensity. Mm. I think things just can get way too intense in church yeah. life. Yeah, definitely. So we want to be able to create that and cultivate that. It takes intentionality. Mm-hmm. One of the things that that I've often said is, <coughs> excuse me. I think at times, you know. I, I find, uh, you know, if you're running leaders meetings and team, key team meetings and so on, a lot of that is field-based, especially for me because I'm so focused, task-focused. Mm-hmm. But some of the most precious family moments that we've had even within our movement with other pastors that we, we've felt like, oh, wow, these these people are our family, these people get us, mm-hmm. and then with our own teams, is where you do kind of blend a bit of field and family. I've often said, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've done this a couple of times, uh, I've often said things like I'd rather have, you know, twice a year with 24 hours with all our key team together and lock ourselves down for 24 hours, take a day of leave or whatever and, and, and have have a Friday night and all day Saturday or maybe Friday afternoon, Friday night, Saturday. Do that twice a year. I reckon that has potential to build a healthier family culture than, than just, uh, you know, a weekly or even a monthly uh, team meeting where it, it's it's less often – but I think we've, I know for me, if, I, if I've got a little bit of field conversation, but then I'm sitting down over a meal, having, a, having dinner with people and we're just continuing that conversation because maybe mm. we've done a bit of a round table and we've thrashed it out. But it's like now, now we just. Now we, you can really, now, now you can share your perspective and your thought. And yeah. Your and you can hear it. others and you yeah. can reflect back and it's just time. It's literally just. Yeah. Um, and what it's doing is we may not solve the, the issue of the field, but I feel like I know that person I've gone below the surface because mm-hmm. I've had a chance to see how they apply their faith in that field environment. So a blending of field and family can be good, mm. uh, you know, to just take some time and, and get away and have some fun and have a mixture of conversation and fun and do that kind of stuff. It can cultivate family. So I think the thing is uh, don't just allow every meeting that you're in with those you lead to be field focused find a way to go and create family culture. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it is something we have to consider, I think, planning planning meetings while we're on the thing of meetings about field and, you know, more, you know, which is about being co-workers. So we're having work meetings. I don't think we should just make it open-ended and let everybody pour out their hearts and, you know, and and share share everything. There is a, there is a degree whereby we have to be mindful of oversharing and what's appropriate for that for that context? Once again, that's a facilitation skill that that's a leader right. needs to have, yeah. isn't it? Because otherwise, we can discourage, or we can, you know, we can people get frustrated and lose patience with with that. There'll be people who've got, I don't have time for this. I, you know, I'm not. This is not what I signed up for. Hmm. So I think we've got to be careful um, about again in in family because we are to bear one another's burdens and to walk with one another in the in you know in 
as family in church and uh, we will walk through challenging things with people but I don't think we can let that dominate, um, you know, whether the, the, the major thing. We celebrate or we, when we mourn and we, we, we give that appropriate um, value but not inappropriate value. But I think we need to yeah. be careful that it doesn't actually dominate and kill the field. Well, once again, it comes back to this balance. <laughs> work. It comes back to this balance thing is that all things in the right context, in the right balance are helpful, but any one thing can get out of sync quickly. And as leaders, we, need, we do need to be able to have some, skip, some tips and some skills mm. to know how to appropriately keep uh, any kind of meeting mm. going in the direction that we want to go so that we are balancing family, field. And well, life. sometimes I think we don't we don't know what to do, especially if there's emotion that comes to us the surface. Uh, I know this myself. I've seen both sides of this when I've not known what to do as a leader. When there's emotion – I remember running a group one time and there was someone that was emotional the whole time, you know, like it, it really – and I had no idea what to do as a leader of that group. I just thought – well, the, the, I guess I thought, well, the, the right thing to do is just to minister to this person. So we ended up just spending so much time with this person. But it was week in, week out, the same thing. Mm. And I realised after a period of time, you know, as a very inexperienced young leader, that this wasn't going to – I wasn't going to be able to keep these people coming to this meeting if that's all we did. Yeah. So it was it was like a really, really challenging you're, thing you're for a young leader. You're very good at this now though. But I, I think – and I've also been the person – who's cried, mm. who's turned up in, at things. Not, not, this is not just about crying but it's been the emotional one, you know, whatever, in whatever. But I, I've been walking through some things where I've, 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 you know, I've been the emotional Some dark one. times. But I've realised and I've noticed good leadership and how I was led, how I was directed in some of those things and how actually there is a way that you can um, lovingly support someone and then move on. So make them feel like family but say that this isn't necessarily the the context well, to carry on. Yeah, I don't think you'd, you'd even have to say that. I just think you, you talk to it a little bit, pray for them and then and move on. segue to the next thing yeah, and then you definitely. revisit, come back to them later and yeah. talk to them and yeah. and, and you, was, you could say to them outside the meeting later, you know, we can, we can, I'm happy to help you with this. Let's bring some other, you know, what? Yeah, let's talk about this It doesn't more. have to all be dealt with in the context with everybody there. There needs to be enough of uh, enough uh, connection among the, to feed the family yeah, that we're all in yeah. this together but then be able to go, okay, now we've, if we only focus on this, it will be dysfunctional. It's like, hey, you can't have a healthy family if it, the whole family is focused on yes, one person. But I think we'd be, we'd be really insensitive on the other side of it where if we didn't give didn't, any space to that that's correct. and in our co-work, in our field, in our area of serving together, if we just ignored yeah. people's present dramas and issues and things that they're carrying and the things that they're bringing. Well, that actually will have an adverse effect on everybody else too because – the genuine compassion people will go, this isn't healthy. We need to show oh, yeah. care and concern. Yeah. So we need the wisdom. You know, the, J- mm. James says if we lack wisdom, ask God. We do need wisdom for these things. Um, I'm just looking at one other thing I, yep. I think in my notes that I've got here getting close to close to time mm. is um, that we, we've I, I think we've done this together. I've certainly done this at times is uh, in the area of let's take the area of family. Like, you know, if our church is not – got as much of a family feel at different seasons as perhaps it has in the past or we'd like it to have, I think inviting key people into that and asking them, trust the people and saying, hey, tell me, what are your thoughts on mm. our sense of community here? What do you think's going on? And inviting them in, asking them what's what's working, what's not working. And as a secure leader, we, we, can, we can be comfortable with that. We yeah. don't have to – doesn't mean we have to take on everything everybody says, but genuinely – 
we, haven't we found that, especially if talking to those of us that are senior leaders, um, we're often the last ones to know anything. Mm. Aren't we? People will share things amongst themselves or share things with other people before they tell us. Now, we don't want to be those kind of leaders. We want people to feel like they can come to us with anything. Mm. But generally speaking, they won't always do that. So if you've got the two or three, and they might not even be leaders in your church, but they're not, not everybody who's the key influencer is a leader. There are actually people in the church who who people will go to who have the voice, have the ear of the people and so on. So I think having those people and and entrusting them enough to say, you know, what do you think's working? What do you think's not working? What are you hearing on the ground? What do you think we could do? How can yeah. we cultivate family together? So that then yeah. once again, it, there's more of a groundswell of people buying into that rather than just uh, us trying to drive right. family. Because yeah. yep. you can't, you know, you, you know mum, mum, you, mum can do this. We, we're having dinner <laughs> at 6 o'clock Wednesday night. You'll be here come hell or high water. The kids might be there. The, the, the teenagers and young adult kids might be there but they're going to be there under sufferance. Mm. It's not necessarily going to, mm. you know, we're turning the TV off. We will have dinner time together. We will have communication. Yeah. Well, we all know that's not going to feed family, yeah, is it? You can't right. drive family. It needs to be It needs to be um, more ad hoc. It needs to yeah. be more relational. Yeah, and I have heard it said, and I think it's just probably right, I would agree with it, that post-pandemic, uh, it, you know, in our in the, in the human psyche, it's, it's more... People are a little bit more reluctant to get together socially. They're a bit more a bit more uncomfortable with True. social interaction because there was certainly in a lot in a lot of our you know in our mm. in our context we had you know two year a large part of two years of of being locked down, not being a normal uh, not being in normal life with other people, and some people that you know there's still there's still fallout from that. Yeah, there's still, still health there's issues still, for people that are still. We probably yeah. have become less social than. We used to be, and that's something to add in as well that we we need to be mindful of. It does take intentionality. Mm. We won't. Maybe we we, you know, I, I think the trend can be we as soon as a meeting's over, let quick, let's jump to the let's rush to the car and get home as quick as possible because I need some downtime. Whereas we may have previously gone, oh, who wants to go for a, a coffee or a drink or dinner or whatever? We have a bit more sense of oh yeah, I've got I've got space for that. But something about post pandemic makes us think, right, I'm done. I need yeah. to get home. I need to get my isolation back again. Totally, it's yeah. So that's almost built into the psyche. Well, at, at, you know, one of the things where our Picton location has done really well is they have these long table lunches, and they, they had them before COVID, then they stopped them for COVID, and just mm. recently started them again. Mm. Everyone just bring this little potluck, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, you know, part of that is being a semi-rural community. But what it does is it does create those opportunities for conversation, and so mm. I think just just constantly drip feeding those sorts of ideas will all feed family. That will all yeah. feed into. Yeah. Every conversation with someone across a meal, the Jewish context is all around meals. The mm. book of Luke mm. is set around feasts. It's actually four, I think it's four yeah. feasts that the whole book is, four four meals basically that Jesus is, the whole context, Luke's set it around four, I think it's four times where he's having meals with people, you know, he's mm. in different houses and so on. Um, but it's intentional to because that was deeply entrenched into Jewish psyche yes. that, that family, relationship community was built over meals. I don't think that has really changed. No, and some people have the gift of hospitality and they will just absolutely thrive in this space. It's good for us to look out for those people and engage them and get them to, yep. you know, be helping with make that happen. For the rest of us, there's always, you've always said this, there's always a barbecue chicken from Woolies and uh, throw some sausages on the barbecue. She used to tell me off for saying that. <laughs> I used to say, just stay from the pool, but you can always just do barbecue chicken and chips from Woolies with bread rolls. 
and you, or chips and bread rolls and all that sort of stuff. And you, <laughs> you used to tell me off for that. Tell but, you off. But then I? you met a few pastors who were very good at doing that themselves. Well, and you, what I'm trying to say is, don't think, oh, this is going to be overwhelming and too hard. Yeah. Think of, you know, we're all looking for shortcuts. We're all yeah. looking for making it, make it, keep yeah. it simple. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not having to roll out the fine dining every time. But, no. But uh, if that's a, if that's an issue, and you feel like you've got maybe the field is hard work, but you don't have family, then we would say as we wrap mm. up this podcast. Spend some time focusing on family. Talk to a few in your team. Say, let's let's just take the next several months. For, let's not focus too much on field. Let's focus on family. Yeah. That'd be a good name for a Christian organisation. Let's focus on the family. <laughs> let's just get together and go, this yeah. is our goal, is to yeah. try to incorporate as many people into a family field so that when they come to church, they're not just a bunch of people all thrust together. They actually mm. know each other and, and, and enjoy one another's just company. just on that, I know we're over time, but it's, you know, Scripture says that God sets the lonely among families. So we might have a few people in our friendship group who we we quite like hanging out with and that's fine, that's great. Let's invite in the one, let's invite in those who may not be, uh, we might just not feel necessarily inclined to, it might not be our default. It's often singles. let's think about that. Yep. Yep. Some people feel like, oh, they never get invited. We used to be like that because we had a big family. Mm. So there were seven of us. We Mm. used to be like no one invites us over because it's a big deal to invite seven people over. It's the same for people who might be on their own. It's the same for, you know, there's different reasons why pe- why it might be hard work. Yeah. But we're going to overcome those things because yeah. um, this is what this is what the gospel is. This is what family is all about. This is what family is. Hey, yeah. one, one other free tip that we'll, we'll, we will be talking about, you know, new people follow up and all that sort of stuff. But this is one tip that I've used so many times myself. You know, I'll be talking to somebody and maybe they're in conversation with me and I see someone else who I want to get to, and I'll actually say to the person, come and let's go and meet mm. this person or mm. or, I, or I, after I'm talking to a new person, I'll call someone over and do an introduction. I think that principle can happen after church in a cafe environment, but it can also happen over a meal. Like invite someone you, you know, if you're the connecting person and you're always mm. connecting with people, some people don't know how to initiate conversation, but invite a couple over or invite a single person over, but also invite someone who they don't know over and help them facilitate connection themselves. So you don't have to be the source of all the relationship. Our goal is to build family. It's not just about everyone relating to us as the pastors or yeah. us as the leaders. It's yeah. about helping each to other. facilitate a relationship among each other. And we we can facilitate that without having to be the person who everyone looks to as, oh, you're, you're the only person I relate to in this church. Mm. That's not healthy, is it? No, that's right. Okay, then. Anything else you want to add there? That's great. No, that's awesome. All right, good. Cool. All right. uh, That's the end of this episode then, folks. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. See you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ministry Matters podcast. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you or you think it could be to others, we'd be so grateful if you'd share it with your friends on the socials. So before you head back into your day, if you could take a moment to like our Facebook and Instagram pages and share them with your friends, that would be awesome. You can find us by searching at Ministry Matters Podcast, all one word. And one last thing that just helps the podcast algorithm to work for us. We'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to click that follow button wherever you listen to your podcasts so every new episode will be loaded straight to your device. For those of you watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and ring the bell so you know when a new episode drops. All the links you need are in the show notes. So thanks so much for being with us today and we look forward to talking to you in the next episode.